Welcome to the Dermatology Podcast, the official podcast of the European Academy of Dermatology and Venereology. I'm Christopher Horskamp. And I'm Adriana Juraszek. And we are your hosts. Every month, the JADV chooses and highlights four articles in a section called Editor's Picks. Today, we explore the Editor's Picks for February 2022. We will be exploring the topics ischemia, reperfusion injury as a model of inflammatory skin diseases, eruptive hemangiomatosis, whether patients feel guilty about their child's atopic dermatitis, and Janus kinase inhibitor effective in atopic dermatitis when a monoclonal antibody failed. But before we get into that, did you know that the EADV offers free webcasts every other Wednesday at 2pm? To see what's coming up next, go to eadv.org under education. Members have the added benefit of watching them on demand later and downloading the certificate of attendance. If you're not an EADV member, have you thought about becoming one? Benefit from access to on-demand webcasts, online courses, 19 medical journals including EADV's esteemed JADV, over 20 textbooks, reduced fees for congresses and symposia and much, much more. Go to eadv.org under membership for more information. And now, the editor's picks. Ischemia reperfusion injury as a model of inflammatory skin diseases, role of interleukin 36R antagonist. Interleukin 36 is associated with a variety of inflammatory diseases, including but not limited to inflammatory bowel disease, rheumatoid arthritis and psoriatic arthritis. Knockout mice with a deficiency of interleukin-36 receptor antagonist show increased inflammation of the skin and sometimes systemic inflammation. Ischemia reperfusion injury is damage induced by toxic substances after reperfusion of blood to previously ischemic organs and tissues, i.e. cut off from blood supply. Tanaka from Fujita Health University School of Medicine, Toyaki, Japan, and co-authors carried out one of the few studies using a mouse model to demonstrate that interleukin-36 RA plays important roles in cutaneous ischemia reperfusion injury. The same authors had already found that neutrophil extracellular trap formation, which delays cutaneous wound healing, is increased in interleukin-36 RA deficient mice and exacerbates psoriasis-like lesions. In the present study, compared to wild-type mice, interleukin-36-RA deficiency was found to exacerbate cutaneous ischemia reperfusion injury due to excessive inflammatory cell recruitment, NET formation, and excessive cytokine and chemokine production. This occurred via the toll-like receptor 4, TRLR4 pathway, important in the regulation of immune responses by high-mobility group box 1, HMGB1, which activates TLR4 released from epidermal apoptotic cells. Furthermore, this study indicated that suppressing the TLR4 pathway or NET formation may be therapeutic targets for cutaneous ischemia reperfusion injury. Eruptive hemangiomatosis, another self-limiting reaction to a SARS-CoV-2 vaccine. A wide variety and complexity of viral and paraviral skin reactions related to SARS-CoV-2 have been reported. Zingarini from University of Bologna in Bologna, Italy, and co-authors present the original case of a 64-year-old North Italian female with a sudden cutaneous angiomatous eruption developing after mRNA vaccination. 
The rash consisted of 32 blanchable reddish papules of 2 to 3 millimeters of diameter surrounded by a pale perilesional halo on the trunk, limbs, and back, and it started 34 hours after a second injection of the vaccine. Since these eruptions have been found to be concomitant with other neoplasms, an in-depth workup was performed. Biopsy showed only dilated interconnecting capillaries rich in erythrocytes. Other results were normal, and the lesions remained the same one month later. This reaction was considered to be only partially explained, highlighting that there is still much to discover about the pathophysiological mechanisms of the disease and its vaccines. Do parents feel guilty about their child's atopic dermatitis? The illness of one's child is a painful subject. The situation is difficult to accept and parents often develop feelings of guilt. There seem to be no limits in terms of illness type. In atopic dermatitis, although fortunately not a life-threatening condition, still feelings of guilt can develop. This is usually not discussed, however, out of false modesty. Likewise, this buried guilt is scarcely mentioned in the literature. Bernstein from CHRU de Nancy, Hôpital de Brabois in Van le Nancy, France, and co-authors conducted a cross-sectional study in which guilt was found to be present among nearly a quarter of the parents of children with atopic dermatitis. This feeling was exacerbated with greater disease severity, 17% of parents of children with mild atopic dermatitis to 57% with severe atopic dermatitis. Although the authors did not specifically investigate the main reason underlying guilt, they speculate that parents may feel responsible for having given the disease to the child. We know that the risk of developing atopic dermatitis increases with the family history of atopy or eczema, and this study found an association between feelings of guilt and the presence of atopic dermatitis in parents. Further study of this phenomenon could possibly help clinicians in their care of both children and their parents with more understanding and empathy. Janus kinase inhibitor, effective in atopic dermatitis, when a monoclonal antibody failed. In an interesting article about novel treatments by authors who are reportedly free from conflicts of interest, Licata from University of Campania, Luigi Vanvitelli in Naples, Italy, and co-authors present a case of three patients with atopic dermatitis who were not responsive to dupilumab. Dupilumab is a new monoclonal antibody against interleukin-4 and interleukin-13R approved for atopic dermatitis, which usually is quite effective in treatment, yet there are still unmet needs. Although clinical trials and real-life practice support the use of dupilumab, there may be relapses of facial eczema, injection site reactions, and conjunctivitis in some patients. The authors describe three adult patients who, after treatments with systemic steroids, cyclosporin A and UV therapy, received dupilumab over many weeks, and while there was general improvement, after some time, 28 or 40 weeks, facial eczema developed or relapsed. With the JAK inhibitor upadacitinib, 2 times 15 mg orally, the skin markedly improved. There were no untoward side reactions. JAK inhibitors offer a valid alternative for patients who are not responsive to biologics like dupilumab. Selective JAK1 inhibitors like upadacitinib may have beneficial effects for those patients who do not respond to dupilumab, particularly for atopic dermatitis in the facial area.
Our first article was cutaneous ischemia reperfusion injury is exacerbated by interleukin-36 receptor antagonist deficiency by Tanaka and co-authors. Our second article was eruptive angiomatosis after SARS-CoV-2 vaccine community Pfizer by Zingarini and co-authors. Our third article was feelings of guilt in parents of children with atopic dermatitis by Burstein and co-authors. Our fourth article was Face Atopic Dermatitis Resistant to Dupilumab, a case series of three patients successfully treated with upadacitinib by Likata and co-authors. Of course, all of the research presented today can be found in the Journal of the European Academy of Dermatology and Venereology. Though you can find free access and open access articles, EADV members benefit greatly by having access to all articles and content. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure you follow us on Spotify or subscribe on Apple Podcasts to make sure you get the newest episodes delivered right to you. We appreciate you joining us and look forward to presenting more interviews, research, and other topics of merit. Until the next episode, take care of your skin.